0: Welcome back to the Wall Street Coach Podcast. Today, it's me, Kim Ann Curtin, and Lucas Peterson to talk about up-leveling yourself and where that might be difficult.
1: How are you today, Lucas? I'm doing pretty well. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good.
0: I think it's it's a great question, not just for our listeners, but I think it's a great question just for me today myself to consider uh, where I might stop myself as well from up leveling. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we have a new website that I'm very excited about, and getting that website done uh, and having the website look the way it looks is an up leveling of sorts. So I just want to say to our listeners that no matter where you are on your journey, undoubtedly, there is another level that might be calling to you to go to. And to do that means you might be bumping into insecurity. You might be bumping into having to be more disciplined. You might be bumping into resistance of any kind. And I just want to say to you, if you don't have any resistance or a sense of anywhere from apathy to outright uh, temper tantrum, then you're probably not challenging yourself enough. So I have been stretched. Yeah, I think you've been stretched too, Lucas, as this new website. Everybody on the team has been stretched. But what's your, what's your response to some of what I've said?
1: Yeah, no, the the one thing that jumped out to me um, that I think I've dealt with the most around uh, the places where I've leveled up is the insecurity, right? Like, then we've talked about this before, but like the gremlins and whatever it is uh, in your past that kind of rears up in other times where you tried to level up or tried to, um, you know, in in any way, move forward and progress and those things it's natural it's we, we want to, but then you have these uh, or at least I do uh, have these uh, yeah. insecurities that kind of like remind you of uh, maybe maybe you're not ready for this and it's
0: uh, that's right or who do you think you are that's yeah. another one that's the one, one of the ones I struggle with mm. I'll hear like who do you think you are and usually that is the gremlin that inner saboteur or collection of gremlins that will bring up places from your life that are your trigger points to hold you back, to keep you where you currently are, because that's, quote unquote, safer, yeah. quote unquote, and I use that on purpose. Why? Because that safety that the gremlin tells us we secure if we don't go beyond what's comfortable is actually not even the truth.
1: Mm-hmm
0: staying in place sometimes is the most dangerous thing anybody Mm -hmm. can do.
1: Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's not an easy thing. And I, I, you know, we talked a little bit about this ahead of time, but for, for traders, especially like, um, there's a lot of mental levels when you're trying to like grow your account or grow, uh, whatever it is, right. Um, whether it's maybe, maybe it's your risk or maybe it's like a, um, like I said, your account, if you're going from maybe a four figure trader to a five figure trader or a, a six to seven or seven to eight, like those, you can, sometimes we make those things, those, those digits mean more than they actually Absolutely. are. What Absolutely. Do you, what do you think about that? I, you know,
0: I, I think again, it's that ceiling that we put upon ourselves or that the gremlins put upon us. And, or this is a tricky one, because I'm i not, I, I say carefully, but the collection of people that are in your life, that can also potentially get in your way. If those people, you've got to remember that everybody has that inner voice that's telling them, you know, who do they think they are in one manner or another. Mm-hmm. And so... If you are somebody who is not being stopped by those voices and you're hanging around with people who are stopped by those voices, your leveling up could be perceived by them as a threat to them, Mm -hmm. a threat to their identity, a threat to like their sense of, well, they, when you level up, next to somebody who perhaps isn't secure in themselves they could stand there and potentially say well who does he think he is that he's going to get to do that Mm -hmm. i don't get to do that yeah and then you could find yourself hearing from naysayers that aren't actually looking at what your choices are objectively but they are taking it personally and i think especially if you're you know moving from let's say a 5 to a figure, figure 5 to 6 figure trader or 6 to 7 you are definitely going to run into that because you've probably been hanging out with other traders who are at your level and if you're trying to go past them that could become a place where you i hope have support and encouragement but you have to prepare yourself that that may not be the case and be sure you get that support because it will be harder
1: mm, yeah. without it. Yeah. Uh, you, something that came to mind is also the idea of the relationship, right? The insecurity and in the relationship. Um, you know, they may have it in themselves, but they might also feel all of a sudden insecure in their relationship with you. Um, when you're For hearing sure. that from the outside, so. For sure. Yeah.
0: Because your activity, your courage you're going into a place of unknown they haven't found the wherewithal within themselves to do that yet so that you are doing it forces them on occasion to be with the very choices they didn't make for themselves Mm. and that it they're ultimately not really mad at you they're mad at themselves
1: yeah. Yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> but they're not, they're not, they're going to take it out of the guy in front of them or girl in front of them. Yeah. It's, a, like,
1: it's a lot you easier. The positive positive
0: <laughs> that's called scapegoating for everybody. who <laughs> doesn't know. Yeah. And that's something that happens way more often. You know, it happens every time on the road. Like we scapegoat every other driver.
1: Yeah, right. The other
0: day a guy <laughs> didn't let me go it's, it's a very hard road to get out on, you know, not compared to New York City's driving, but for little white Maya and we've had a lot more traffic than usual, and there's actually I've heard t-shirts on another of the islands that says no more Teslas because there's a lot of Teslas in that lately. A lot of, a lot of those people have purchased houses. So we have a lot more traffic than usual. So people are getting annoyed, including me, even though I've only been here for a short amount of time, I'm still, you know, annoyed at the Teslas and all this traffic. Uh, it's not really the Teslas for all of you who love Elon Musk. It's not the Tesla is what the re- Tesla represents. Um, So I'm trying to get out uh, from this. And and this guy's coming like very steady 30 miles an hour, but he's not letting me go and he's not speeding up so that I can go quickly, right? And I was so annoyed. And then, you know, I got into the lane after he passed me and, you know, I, I called him a not nice name in my head. You know, I was like, jerk. It was something else, but I'll keep, it, I'll keep it. I'll make myself not look too lousy right now. Um, and then I laughed. I was like, "Why is he a jerk? Like he's just doing his. He's doing the speed limit. Doing but, the- but he was in my way. I wanted to get out, right? But but I, ca- you know, thank God I caught it. Like I'm calling this guy a jerk for driving the speed limit. For not letting me go out. Maybe he doesn't want to let me go out because he's late for something. Like, so it in just that scapegoating. I scapegoated on him. I'm like, he's the jerk. No, I'm the jerk. <laughs> he's not the jerk. He's just doing, he's minding his own business. He's not doing what I want him to do, but that doesn't mean he's a jerk, right? Yeah. So in that moment though, it just, you know, I was once again reminded of how easy it is to scapegoat how easy it is we look for somebody outside of ourselves to blame instead of within ourselves. I'm in too much of a rush. I'm not being patient. I want to get home. I want, I, whatever. But that doesn't mean he's wrong because I'm not getting what I want. And yet, so that, that scapegoating, ultimately, if we circle back, because I know I went down a tangent here, but that is what I think could happen. And that's why I think it's really important when you're leveling up, be it in your trading, be it in your life, you do have to be conscious of the naysayers or those who potentially will not be happy for you because they're not happy for themselves and they resent the fact that you are trying to uplevel yourself when they haven't yet.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's why it's, uh, It's. I mean, we've talked about this, I think, before, but important to you know surround yourself with obviously the the people who support you, um, but yeah. also be a supportive member to them as well, right, and recognize when yes. when somebody else might be leveling up and how you can yes. offer support to them that's
0: a really uh, good point it's a really good point because ultimately, no matter where you are in your trading journey or your career journey or your you know relationships, you have come from another place you yeah. have already up-leveled a bunch of times and I wouldn't be surprised that if you looked back on those moments you will be able to think of the person that helped encourage you who had your back who told you not to give up and those people stand out for a long time in our memory bank who had our back for that so yeah what would it be like for you to be that contribution back to somebody
1: Yeah. And I, I mean, it's uh, in many ways it's, you know, it's karma or whatever it is, but I think you, you know, you get what you put out there. So, you know, definitely
0: do somebody put out on Twitter the other day, how come, you know, how come there's so many more naysayers on Twitter? Uh, it wasn't even Twitter just in general, like how come there's so much hate as opposed to love or something to that effect. And that, and I, you know, saw this woman's and the first response I had was, huh, I don't see that. Mm. But this is part of like the power of perspective. I am very careful around who I follow, like on Twitter, what groups I'm part of, or my, uh, the different things I look at through the day. I'm very, uh, what's the word? Dis- discriminating in what I get exposed to because I know how sensitive I am. And so like I follow the channels, let's say on Instagram of good news on purpose because the bad news can't help but filter in, but then it gets counteract with it. So the first thing I thought when that woman put that thing forward was how do you change? And, And it's not about ignoring the bad stuff, but it's like, if you, ha- you want to make a dent in this world, you're going to have to have the energy. You can't be like, you know, under your bed sobbing if you want to get change in this world done. So you've mm-hmm. got to realize how much you expose yourself to. But the perspectives are everything. So I'm always, you know, part of what's in coaching is asking you to consider another perspective. Uh, is the perspective you're currently in lifting you up, putting wind under your wings, or is it dragging you down, making you feel angry and frustrated and demoralized? And yeah. you have to be conscious of that and shift it if you want it to be different.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. One thing that, that uh, I thought of while you were talking there was the energy um, and how difficult that can be because it, it does it does seem like it takes, uh, without practice, a lot of energy to be uh, in that positive mindset when they're, it does seem like, especially when you, I was thinking about the news, it's like, that's no. their whole business model is kind of get you riled up. So you'll keep watching so that they can run more ads past you, but totally so <laughs> and you social media to is the same way. Ads. So yeah, yeah,
0: social media is totally the same they, way. They
1: feed you whatever will keep you there. So, for sure um, but yeah, how much energy it takes to, um, to focus on that and, and maintain that, uh, one, like a, a, Positive and uh, uplifted perspective, but then also um, have the energy to fo- to filter out um, the things that don't serve you, right? Because I think so so often, whether it's an um, an ego thing or it's but something that makes you feel better. And sometimes, you know, I've I've talked to people that do kind of love to revel in uh, the bad stuff because it makes that's them feel better about themselves and it 's like
0: for sure superiority yeah. it's in in spiritual circles that 's called uh spiritual egotism
1: mm-hmm.
0: where you will you will, f- you know that sense of like i it, it, and it 's also known as self righteousness yeah,
1: which than now yeah
0: there's a lot of that out there too that sense of like uh you know well like like if you think and you know i'm just imagining the different ways we could get self righteous like if you are a, veg- a vegetarian you can be self righteous about that if you're a carnivore only you can get self righteous about I say, that i've seen
1: it both ways <laughs>
0: both ways i'm i'm you know eating clean and and both sides could say the same thing right but but the the key is looking out for the self righteousness like if 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 you think that you work out, or that you meditate, or that you volunteer, or that like all the quote-unquote things that are supposedly you know good, if you, if that makes you feel superior to somebody else, you're in trouble. Watch yeah. out. And it's so easy today to get self-righteous because of again the way the media presents it. The media presents it as though you are a better human being if you do X, Y, and Z. And I would say, question if that is actually true, or is it just feel really good to feel superior than everybody else? You're not superior than anybody else, even if you volunteer and are vegan and are carnivore and you work out every day a thousand times. Like that's not what makes you superior to anybody. Mm -hmm. And that is, you know, it's tricky and. But you, it, it doesn't mean you can't have confidence in yourself or gratitude or like joy that you have done something like n- not drink, like, you know, not smoke. Like maybe you smoked and now you don't. Maybe you drank and now you've completely abstained. Well done. Pat you on the back for doing something that you feel is in your best interest or in the planet's best interest for that matter. All of that is beautiful, but don't think that that makes you superior in any way to anybody else. And if you're getting that vibe from other people, if you're being made to feel like, oh, something's wrong with you because you don't do X, Y, or Z, uh, question that as well. Question that as well.
1: Yeah. So how do we... I guess my question for you is, um, you know, this talking about these uh, superiorities. How does that relate to me if I'm, say, a five-figure trader uh, working on six, or if I'm a six-figure trader working on seven? I seem to like run into roadblocks right there uh, every time.
0: All right, so I'm gonna put Eckhart Tolle forward. He's a spiritual teacher. He's got a number of books. What I would recommend is. You consider reading Eckhart Tolle. He has two two books I'm going to speak to. One is The Power of Now, the other one is called A New Earth. And Tolle talks about the pain body. And if you're a trader who's trying to up level, or you're just a human being who's trying to become more conscious and self aware, part of what you spoke about earlier, Lucas, that resistance that we can run into uh, to. to to be positive or glass half full or become another level of traitor, it's partly informed by what Tully describes as the pain body. The pain body is our experiencing a place almost of comfort. If you had a blanket that you loved when you were a kid or a stuffed animal that you loved as a kid and you didn't feel safe without them, That is the pain body. The pain body is sort of like your blankie from childhood. You feel safe in it. You feel you know how to navigate whatever you're in the midst of from that place. But the pain body keeps you in resistance, keeps you outside of that other place that you strive to go. And you feel like, why can't I get past? That's what I feel happens a lot with traders and hear from traders. They it's, it's that story. I don't know if you, you must've heard the story of that. You can put, you know, flies in a jar and keep the cover on for a certain amount of time. And then if you take the cover off, just let's say this, you take this cover off, the flies won't fly out after a certain amount of time because they just, they know that, that ceiling is there. And they never question if that ceiling's still there the next day. And so that is, like most of us, unless we have people at that level calling us forward into it, and unless we're willing to be with the dismantling of that pain body, uh, it's it's going to be really hard to uplift. But being with the concept of a pain body, looking at how there is comfort, there is the payoff. In landmark vernacular, everything we do that costs us, there's also a payoff, yeah. and the key is looking at what that payoff is. Uh, weight, I struggle with weight to this day. Oh, uh, not you know, always struggling with like having too much weight, and if I if I look at what's the payoff let's say just as being a woman, the payoff is if I'm a little bit overweight, I don't get as much attention, right? So that's my payoff. My payoff is safety. My payoff is uh, not having heartbreak, for example. These are the payoffs that inform all of the places that we find ourselves struggling to change. There is a reason that change is scary. Look for what could be the payoff behind that which you don't move towards. And that's what I'll ask every trader to look at. You have a payoff staying at the level you're at. What is that? What is it you're afraid of that you potentially have to reconcile with on the other side of that change, whatever that change is? And, yeah. and another book that I love, because you know, I love my book, <laughs> is a book called Immunity to Change. And it talks about that. Each of us have an immunity to change. We're built with that. Why are we built with that? Because change wasn't always our friend, especially thousands of years ago. Change meant our life could end, change could mean, uh, you know, uh, devastation to our tribe. So we resisted change, which helped us kind of evolve, but now in this lifestyle that we all are in, this modern era, change is being asked of us in incredible doses every day. I mean, we're being asked to deal with gender changes, right? How people self-identify. There's you know, there's not even, let's say, a party for a little boy that's about to be born or a girl because they don't want to put that upon the child. Like, we're having so much change on every single level, unlike we've ever seen before, that I think also you have to give yourself a lot of empathy because there's just so much coming out of every day. I, I am trying to be careful, like conversations with youngsters because they're growing up in a very different schooling with a language about gender fluidity that I did not have. And I'm afraid I'm going to put my foot in my mouth sometimes without looking like I'm being sensitive. So you've got to realize that there's a lot of change coming at us and the change you want for yourself, is it the pain body that's holding you back? It's not that hard to read. Even if you don't want to read totally, just look up pain body. You'll get a nice little description online in two seconds and you'll be able to understand how that pain body holds on to us, keeps us in resistance from change. Um, so yeah, I would say to those traders who want to up-level, start to find the traders who are at the level you want to be at and listen to them, follow them on social media, see if you can identify what are the qualities that they probably talk about that they went through when they up-leveled and see if those are resonant to you. I know I said a lot, but I want to say one more thing. One more thing (laughs) is I'm in a mastermind and this mastermind is kicking my ass because (laughs) these entrepreneurs that are in it are all, not just one level, probably two levels above where I'm at. And it is, when I first came into it, I was so intimidated. I was so, I still am intimidated because I'm just like, these guys are ballers holy shit, I've been at this 15 years and I feel like a babe in the woods, like I just got born. When I hear them talk about the way they do their businesses and the systems and the infrastructure they have, like I didn't even know half this shit existed that could potentially create more clients or create more opportunity for people knowing who it is that we are at the Wall Street Coach or what it is that we have to do. However... When I cried after the first three days when I felt like, you know, I was like completely out of my element, I had a really good friend say to me, ask yourself, Kim, do you want to be in a mastermind where you're the one at the top yeah, or do you want to be in the mastermind where you're at the bottom and you're being pulled up by their wisdom? And I was like, damn, that makes this feel a lot more bearable. Yeah. So that's what I would say to all those traders.
1: That's a, that's a great perspective to have. And I would, I would encourage people to think about times where they were, you know, the, the small fish, if you will, like, and, you know, maybe it was a sports team or, uh, I don't know. That's the first thing that came to mind. It's like when you, cause it's like, oh shit, got to yeah. sink or swim right now. And so, <laughs>
0: That's exactly right, that junior leave, like I mean, and I have to tell you that three days was really painful. I'm very grateful to that friend who pointed that out to me because there was a part of me. It's also expensive <laughs> I'm, I'm spending a lot of money in this mastermind to be a part of this collection of baller entrepreneurs, and I could hear myself and my own pain body after that initial weekend saying. You know, and this is too expensive for me to be investing in anyway. And I'm not at the level these people are at. Who do I think I am being with these people? Like, well, i I got so much to do before I belong here. Like, I had a fucking laundry list of why I shouldn't be in it. All this money being spent. Like, that friend interrupted that pattern of keeping myself small of keeping myself outside. Because let me tell you, it's fucking uncomfortable to be with these people because I can't, every excuse I put forward when I'm in my hot seat, they fucking crush it like a bug under their shoe. And I'm just like, ouch, now I got to do this. They won't let me hide. They won't let me, talk my way out of it. And I'm good. I'm a really good communicator. I can talk my way out of a paper bag, but not with these people, because they've all had their own resistance. They've had to blow past. Yeah. So it's normal. It's, it's part of being human, the resistance. But if, if I didn't have that group, I don't think... I, I would have sabotaged myself in a significant way. I really would have. And so I'm going to ask that of our listeners. You probably know right now, if you're really honest with yourself, where you're sabotaging yourself, how you're sabotaging yourself, where you're playing small because it's more comfortable, because it's safer, because it's not going to cause you any discomfort. Yeah. It could not please out and kick it to the curb, people. Because what the hell is this life about if it isn't for you to up-level? And I'm not talking about it just because I want you to make more money, although I do, or because I want you to play a bigger game, although I do. It's because what is the point of this whole freaking journey for if you don't play full out? Like, it's not a dress rehearsal, as the famous saying goes. So you want to go from six to seven could you blow up? Absolutely, but you could blow up not going that as well, and you might blow up if you don't start to play a bigger game, because you could have be at that point where you are ready to level up and you're not letting yourself, and that would be a tragedy, I think.
1: Yeah, that's great. I feel like we uh, we've covered a lot there. What is um, maybe I can ask you? What are like uh, are there any practical things I can do uh, immediately if I'm a trader in this situation? Like, um, you know, uh, barring, uh, obviously uh, hiring a coach, if you don't already have one.
0: Right. <laughs> um, of course, hiring a coach is <laughs> giving people, come on. <laughs> um,
1: but is there, you know, like a c- certain, um, you know, like if I can write down five things of, or like the things that are holding me back, you know, like you said. Yeah. The,
0: I would say do write down the five things that you're most afraid of happening if you level up. Mm. what are the biggest fears what are the biggest worst case scenarios like those worst case scenarios we do need to identify yeah. because that is the usually the shadow underneath the resistance to the change it's there there are fears that we have that we haven't really looked at or seen and this you know if you guys remember the episode where we brought Raphael Kushner on, he talks about this and how our resistance is to that dragon, that fire eating dragon. And yet when you finally face that fear and you're with that really hard to be with feeling, you wind up, he says, getting to the end of that door, opening it up. And that dragon is a gerbil in drag.
1: Yeah, and you're like,
0: yeah. I've been so scared this whole time of that. It, like, <laughs> not that it isn't real, but it's not nearly as bad as we think it is. Yeah. Not nearly as bad as we think it is. And and the energy that we poured into the resistance versus the energy that we'd have to pour into being with what's hard to be with, you will be shocked at the difference. The The, the energy is not there's so much more time wasted excusing yourself than there is from, you know, when you look at that dragon, are you going to wet yourself? Maybe, but like, good, get it over with, like, <laughs> and then find a way to navigate it. Like, I'm not saying it's not going to be scary. Sometimes it'll be a, a bigger fire eating dragon than perhaps a gerbil track. But what are you going to do? Pretend like it's not there? Live your life as if there isn't something that you're really petrified of. On the other side, who are you kidding? Like, maybe kid other people, but you'll never kid yourself. Yeah. You know, you always know the truth, even if it's down deep inside, and you numb it all the time. You still know the truth. Yeah. I'll just be with it. Call it it a spade.
1: Yeah, that's a lot of the work I think is recognizing down deep inside, like what is what what are you like the the deep down version of you what do you what is that saying because that that's the one that knows
0: for sure and sometimes you can't hear it because that damn kremlin is so freaking loud (laughs) It, it, it blocks you from hearing what your own inner voice has to say yeah and so that's why it's so important why we advocate you guys get that book taming gremlin and do the work around that because for you to be able to hear that voice that tells you what you are in resistance to the only way you're going to hear that voice is if you get the gremlin's voice out of your ears but most of us are listening to that gremlin and not our true inner voice mm-hmm. and that's ultimately where what we're advocates of are we do what we do here lucas and i and the rest of the team it's because we want people to be their best version of themselves not what the gremlin says could be the best version, but what is actually what they could self-actualize if they got free of those chains that hold them back, or try to scare the you know the Jesus out of them.
1: Yeah, this is great. Um, are there, is there any any anything else we should uh, just no? fine.
0: Comrades, find people like yourself who are up-leveling. Even if they're not up-leveling exactly the same way, go find somebody who needs support and encouragement to... Maybe it's somebody who needs to divorce a son of a bitch. Maybe it's somebody who needs to finally get married because they've been afraid to get married their whole life. Maybe it's somebody who is afraid to stand up to their parent, (laughs) you know, like whatever it is, like go find, there's somebody in your circle who's struggling with doing something that's in their best interest. Go find them, give them support and encouragement. And even if that's all that happens, I bet you, you will turn around and feel like, oh yeah, I can take that medicine myself. I can take my own advice. It's so clear when it's somebody else. That's the power of Al-Anon. If those listening have never experienced Al-Anon, Al-Anon is where you would go if you have ever dealt with somebody close to you in your life who struggled with addiction. And what Al-Anon teaches you is that The person who is living with an addict or experiences an addict has their own addiction. And that addiction is taking care of the addict, being codependent that they are responsible for the addict. And if you grow up in a household where addiction takes place or you have anybody really close to you in your life where addiction is in full throttle, then you know what that is. But that becomes an addiction as well where you feel always responsible to take care of that person. And what's when I experienced al one of the things that I saw for myself was listening to everybody else's stories about how they were being codependent, how they were taking care of that addict. It was so obvious what she needed to do. It's so obvious he needs to do this. So obvious this, that, and that. And then you leave the meeting and you're like, it's so obvious <laughs> I should not be doing this. And that's what made, helped me, like, aha, see how I was caught up in my own codependency of thinking it was my responsibility, what those people in my life were, that I had to somehow help them. And it just, it just really opened my eyes, not because I necessarily got advice, but because I could, once you're surrounded by people who are being stopped you get to see how you're being stopped
1: yeah it's easy to it's easy to see the the path through then. for sure for sure
0: so we went down a lot of topics today (laughs) but it's all in service to you up leveling that's the heart of the matter i want everybody on this call to realize even if you're at the top of your own kingdom it could be that you now are ready to go to the next kingdom the bigger kingdom the bigger game and what will it take for you to finally do that? Uh, because the world needs people who are able to fully express their capabilities. Whether it's as a trader, whether it's as an entrepreneur, you need to fully blossom. Because what are you here for? To stay tight in the bud? No.
1: That's Perfect.
0: All right, so we'll wrap it up. Aloha and a hoo ho uh, And if you like what we have to say here or you don't like what we have to say, <laughs> please comment because we need those damn algorithms to notice us. And on YouTube, they don't pay attention to us unless we have some comments. So have at it, people, please. <laughs> and if you do like what you're hearing, uh, please give us a review on iTunes. Uh, we have the podcast up there on those reviews. We only have 16 reviews. That's not that many. We need more. Please bring us the 20 reviews if you guys are open to it. And let us know the topics you want to hear us talk about so we can talk about them because we really want to have this serve you.
1: This has been the Wall Street Coach Podcast with Kman Man Curtin. You can find out more about her and her team online at thewallstreetcoach.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving a five-star review on iTunes. Thank you for listening.